Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Razorback Nation, welcome to this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave us a review while you're listening on your Apple device. You can also catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and any popular podcast platform. You can also catch the Hog Talk daily 
following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Discord, and our website, thehogpen.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Hog Talk. Uh, probably only had three or four defensive, you know, missed assignments, uh, which is very few on an opening night. And uh, I think the the count on our passes was right around 254 when our goal is 200. It's the most passes that I've ever had a college team have. Um, so really good ball movement. They shared the ball. They had fun. They competed. They played with energy. They played with effort. They played with enthusiasm. Welcome, Razorback fans, to episode 37 of the Hard Talk podcast. Today we're going to talk, we're going to mix it up as we typically, as we typically do um, every Thursday. We're, we're going to, with us getting closer and closer, well, basketball season's here. It's upon us. Thank you, Lord above. <laughs> Something worth talking about has uh, come around, and that's Arkansas basketball. They played Rice, so we're going to break that game down a little bit. Of course, we're going to talk a little Western Kentucky and Arkansas. And uh, <laughs> whatever we're going to – I don't even know how we're going to break this down, Jacob. Just um, – I don't know, maybe cover your eyes, plug your ears. If you're a fan, just uh I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. How you doing, Jacob? Welcome. Well, I'm doing great, Ty. And how about yourself? Doing good. I'm doing good. We um we lost power. We had a storm come through and it like reset everything in our house. You know how it does. Don't you love that? And yeah, and what's worse is like my PlayStation Four, which we use for everything in our living room. It's Hulu. It's all of our live streaming. It's obviously yeah. movies and video games, and like it messed that up, or at least had to do a whole reboot. My computer had to do this whole big reboot thing. It just throws everything off. Everything I had on my screen saved, um, gone. So <laughs> set That's me crazy. back a little bit, but uh, you know whatever. I'm not that upset. I got everything back and up in order today. So um, all right. What, we'll have to start off. We're, we're going to get the bad stuff out of the way first. Western Kentucky coming into Fayetteville with Ty Story. Going to take on the Razorbacks, the Hogs right now. That the uh, I had it pulled up here. The according to ESPN Football Power Index, Arkansas's favorite at sixty-two and a half percent. Which I'm I'm going to be real with you. I'm surprised it's even that high. Um, but the over/under is uh, fifty-two and a half with the spread in favor of the Razorbacks at a point and a half. What do you expect to see, Jacob? I'm going to start with Western Kentucky. What do you expect to see out of Ty Stork? What do you think he does to this defense, the Razorback defense on Saturday? Well, do you remember what Josh Love did to us for San Jose State? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) That's what Ty Story is going to do Saturday and more. Mm. I think he throws for 400 yards. I really do. I I don't see. Look, Ty. The defense is giving up. I mean, they gave up 640 yards to Mississippi State last week, 460 yards rushing. If I mean, if you give up 500 yards to Colorado State, 400 yards to San Jose State, and even 300 yards or 350 yards to Portland State, what I mean, what's uh, Western Kentucky going to do? They're five and three right now. Uh, yeah, they've lost their last two games to Marshall and Florida Atlantic which are two, you know, usually they're pretty high up there in the Conference USA standings. Uh, You know, they beat UAB. That was a pretty significant win to beat beat Bill Clark and that that team. But, man, I don't really – the joke is, though, Ty Story is going to get his first SEC win before Chad Morris does. (laughs) 
and that that's just do you really I don't expect anything different. Honestly. There, well it's not um, looking good right now and Ty Story, I think he might want to come back and get revenge. He's like, You replaced me with two jabronis that aren't even gonna start this jabronis. Saturday. Oh, you brought the jokes today. I love it. I love it, though. So, I love it. Let's look at it this they, way. They're, they're yeah. five and four. They're third in, in Conference USA over in the East. Um, I don't I don't think they were expected to be as good as they are, at least you know when you consider. Uh, they're a pretty decent non-conference opponent. I mean, when you compare them to what Arkansas has already played, I guess, this year. They did lose to Central Arkansas earlier. Uh, at home, by the way, 35-28. to 28. They went. They they're got still a, better than. They're still better than San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, they lost. That in there. They lost Louisville. Lost to Louisville, but before that, they they went on the road and they beat FIU. They lost to Louisville, thirty-eight to twenty-one. Then they won. They rode a nice little four-game win streak, twenty to thirteen over UAB. Like you mentioned, they beat Old Dominion. Ooh, almighty oh, Old Dominion! You know how great mm. they are. They beat them twenty to three. Army, they beat 17-8. to And then, uh, I don't know who CLT is. I'm going to guess that's Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. The Charlotte 49ers. They beat them 30-14. Now they're on a two-game losing streak. Marshall and uh, FAU. Yeah, I've I've been saying for about two weeks, I don't pick. I don't don't think Arkansas wins this game. Do they have a chance to win? Yeah, you have the far superior talent on the field. I mean, you do. Yeah, you better. Uh, I mean, you're you're a – even for a – Bottom dwelling SEC program, you you should still have better talent than Colorado State, San Jose State, Western Kentucky, and they do. And again, the problem just goes back to coaching. Um, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. Uh, I, I I don't know that he throws for four hundred. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. <laughs> I, I know you're being funny with it. I don't yeah. know if I'm I'm willing to do that. I think he I think he does put up some good numbers and and. Um, the biggest problem the Razorbacks have had, I mean, overall their defense is atrocious from top to bottom, but it's been that outside containment. Yeah. And what little I've seen of Western Kentucky, they don't really run the ball a ton. They're pretty balanced in terms of just what they do. Um, but I fully, I could definitely see these guys uh, setting the outside edge. They've got a running back, Gage Walker, who averages about five yards a carry. He's got six touchdowns, 783 yards on the ground. They've got another guy behind him that's not really carried the ball a whole lot, uh, Keyshawn McClendon, but he's averaging almost seven yards a carry. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. They're just going to, they're just going to set the outside edge and, and yeah, probably let Ty Story go off. And I, a family member had asked me, do you see Ty Story just taking out complete revenge or getting complete revenge and getting redemption? And if you do, are you cheering for him? Like, are you are you cheering for Western Kentucky? And then today, I heard Josh Bertaccini on the radio up here in NWA ask the same question. So I've got to ask you, for the sake of, of you know, the, the, the long road for the Razorbacks, Jacob, are you rooting for Arkansas to lose this game because we know what could happen if they lose. We know what the AD and what the chancellor and what the board of trustees could inevitably do or ask to be, to be done, which is the possibility of firing Chad Morris. So do you, for the longevity of the program, for its long-term success, are you rooting for Western Kentucky? No. 
Okay. And that's because I've been told by people that that are inside the program to let the season play out. Nothing's going to happen after Western Kentucky. But in the long run, if they do lose, you still I think they're still going to let the season play out. It could be, though, like the Coastal Carolina situation where, you know, people knew it was coming. The inevitable was going to be played out. And, you know, they just let it play out the rest of the season. I don't think anything will happen on Saturday. But but the fire will still be burning if he loses. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Could you – I mean, my, my post-game live shows over on the Pig Trail Podcast YouTube channel are already fire. Even after – even after the – I don't know how long I've been doing that. I can't remember if I've even done one where they've won. But I know every loss, though, has been – it's already fire. And I even if they find a way to win this game, the, the outcome's going to probably be because of John Steven and because or because of KJ Jefferson. So it's going to create kind of a topic and everyone's going to want to have a, an opinion. So I'm sure I'll get a lot of audience. The halftime show over on the Hog Talk podcast oh, yeah. Facebook page will be fire. Uh, regardless of what happens, because there's so many different talking points, good or bad. So John Steven and KJ, we're going to switch over to Arkansas's quarterback situation. Who... We, I think you and I both know who we're going to see start. Who would you, who do you think, who would you rather see start? Are you okay with John Stevens starting? And what do you think happens if he starts and, and with KJ? Let me know just the quarterback situation. What do you think happens and what do you want to happen? I think what will happen is John Steven Jones comes out, throws for modest yards. You know, they dig it and dunk Western Kentucky to death. I think I think you see John Steven throw for roughly 190 yards and maybe a touchdown or two, and then you'll see KJ Jefferson come in and and do uh, a couple of things razzle dazzle uh, with the read option, and then throw some bombs there because he's going to have the stronger arm. I don't think they'll throw as I don't think the offense will be as opened up as with John Steven Jones at quarterback, but with the threat of KJ's run running. Uh, and then his passing game, uh, the deep ball, I think Arkansas can have a pretty good game plan there. But that I, I, what I want to see happen, though, is to KJ, J, John Steven kind of say, hey, I had my first start, but let's let KJ Jefferson come in and, and show us what he has, and maybe he can eke out a win. It'd be... I think everyone is on the same page that they just want to see someone other than Starkle and, and Hicks. Yeah. And they're going to get that. I was really, I'm going to be real. I'm kind of surprised that they, that they pulled that trigger. I would, I, I would have, I, I would have, I would have expected to see like Hicks or Starkle at one. And then John Steven as the backup. Like that's what yeah. I would have guessed going in, but for them to not even be on the depth chart for them to have, uh, KJ and then uh, uh, John Steven as the starter. I, I was a little shocked. I was surprised. It's like, yeah, about time. Um, but why? Why wait this long, Ty? Why? I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those fans who argues that they should have been out there like week two. I'm not going to be that yeah. fan. But I'm also not going to discourage people who have that belief because obviously, John Steven and KJ add something to this offense that. Uh, that the other two guys can't offer. Now, we have to remember, uh, KJ is still just a true freshman. Dudley yes. Dawson said it himself that 
watching what little bit they were allowed to during fall camp, and then based on what he saw with KJ, uh, watching him play in person, he was nowhere near ready for for SEC play. Just nowhere, physically, just not there. You know, he's got a right. lot of things he's got to get right: footwork, arm talent, everything. But he's got. He's got the measurables. We know good grief watching him run the ball was fun last week and watching him operate the offense. It was. It was like, thank you. And I knew the first reaction from fans was going to be, why didn't you start him sooner? Well, he's a true freshman. He's 18 years old. Um, He doesn't have the offense installed. And it's very, very obvious that the staff, that weighs heavily on them, and that's what gauged their their options or or their choices. Mm -hmm. They wanted guys that – at least we're older and more experienced. And so we don't have to go into all that, but I am glad that we are seeing them. You and I called it. We knew that this would be the case where the last four games we would see these two play and thank yeah. God it's happening. Um, that's what I would tell fans who are in that corner. Like, just be happy you're at least seeing them now. Let's not worry about why they didn't. I don't think, I'm going to be real, I don't think that anything changes if you had either one of these two guys no. playing. I just don't. Maybe they get a few more points here and there, but I don't think you beat A and M. I don't think you beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I don't think you, you know, I don't think the blowout doesn't happen with the, with uh, Auburn and Alabama. But at least they're doing this. Um, I'm with you too. I believe that you're going to see a mix of, of the two. I think they're going to have an offense installed for KJ. We might see him a little bit earlier than expected in the first half, just because you know once they get in the red zone, it's been rumored for a while that they had a package. Uh, a red zone package installed for KJ, so um, maybe we do see him a little bit earlier. Uh, do you think? Do you think at all that w- we'll see the defense play better than what we saw against Mississippi State, against Western no. Kentucky? This defense has just been going downhill the whole season. I mean, they worse started worse, worse and worse. We, worse. I, I don't know how they're progressing. Yeah, and it's not like they don't they lack depth or anything because he's still rotating guys in and out. Chavis is. Yeah. So, it's it's disappointing. I think guys maybe are let go another rope. Who knows? Feels like it. it. It does. It feels like it. And guys are out of position. You know, Chief John Chavis took to the media and talked about how I'm not a guy that makes up excuses, and then went on to talk about all the freshmen that he has on defense. Yeah. Um. First off, you've got you've got some experience at linebacker, but you are thin there. You've got experience on the defensive line. You've got returning starters in the secondary. Yeah, you're having to rotate in some younger guys, um, and, and they've got a lot of youth. I think they have some of the most. You know, when you talk about you had those numbers, the amount of of freshmen, 50, red, fifty-six freshmen and redshirt freshmen playing this that, season. That's got to be probably up there near the most in college football, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But again, you shouldn't need upperclassmen or three- and four-year players to beat the likes of San Jose State, right, to not get blown out, to not lose the way you did to to Kentucky. You know, we've been over that Mm -hmm. time and time again, but um, I'm with you. I I don't think anything changes. One thing before we go to basketball, do you you know what a lookout block is? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, hey, be like, say that D'Angelo Malone, for Western Kentucky, their defensive end, 6'4", 230. He has 72 total tackles, 42 of them solo, 17 tackles for a loss, and nine sacks. That's incredible. So, what if he if he gets around, I don't know if he plays weak side or strong side defensive end, but how many times are uh, one of the offensive linemen going to say, look out! That's a lookout block. Look out! Uh, yeah, that's a lookout block. <laughs> 
Uh, we used to have years ago. We used to have uh, like when you're in pass block. I can remember. I think it was Houston Nutt would talk about. Uh, I caught an interview and he was talking about a kind of block where it's just like a heads up play from an offensive lineman who's off his block and makes a last second block on another player. I remember him talking about. Uh, maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was Petrus or somebody, but. I remember him bragging about how some of his offensive linemen had that and how that can kind of separate. But yeah, look out. You're hearing a lot about that here under uh under, you know, the the last two years of Brett Bielema and and now with Chad Morris. Um better tell your quarterbacks to look out because that's exactly what's gonna happen. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get if they can't find a way to block this guy, you know, and if, if that if that takes double teaming or whatever, if they can't figure it out, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of those lookout blocks. Um, we, we kid of course, but at the same time we don't because we know the offensive line is still a work in progress as it has been for like five years. All right. Um, we'll start. Oh my goodness. Finally, college basketball. It's upon us. Razorbacks looked so damn good against Rice. Yeah. No kidding. I was, did you get a chance to watch it or did you listen to it? I watched the whole dang thing. You lucky dog. I loved it. I watched it on my phone though. Screen wasn't as big, Still. but hey, I watched it. That that was the most impressive debut by a head coach in Razorback basketball history. You go back to to Nolan Richardson, Mike Anderson, John Pelfrey, Stan Heath, Eddie, even back to the guy before Eddie. Never has there been a more dominant performance in a debut ever. For Razorback basketball coach, it was very impressive. They they got off to a weird start, like they got yeah. off to that six zero yeah. start, and then um, I dropped my uh, my my info here. I had here laid out. Um, they got off to that six zero start, and then Western Kentucky came back and eventually got a lead for like a little bit. I think their largest lead of the night was two points. Yeah. <laughs> How about, Western Kentucky, I'm sorry, Rice. I, I'm still stuck on uh, Rice. Got off to a to a two point lead, and then from then on, it was all Arkansas. How about my boy Mason Jones, the best yeah. player on the team? I've been telling y'all for a month or two that Mason Jones is the best guard that is overlooked in the whole entire country. We already know who Isaiah Joe is, but Mason Jones, man, that's my dude. I love him. He he's my boy. I'm telling you. That guy, he he can he has more thirty point games than Isaiah Joe does. The most thirty point games for, of any Razorback on this team. The guy is solid. I'm telling but he you. was he was so inconsistent last year, though. But like, that I've was been my... telling y'all, he's he is going to be one of the best guards in the country. Okay, been telling y'all. Well, I nobody listens. I said that on the live on the pigtail. Network, which is now the Pig Trail Podcast, uh, the live show. I said he's going to need Isaiah Joe's going to need a counterpart, and and I, maybe I mentioned Mason, but uh, I really want someone underneath. I thought it would be Cheney. Cheney suspended indefinitely, and then Vanover, uh. we know, didn't get cleared. So they have a real problem with size now without Cheney out there. We knew Vanover wasn't going to get cleared, but I was hoping I want to see someone in sidestep up you know and and i don't know what yeah i just just imagine had gafford come back this year what he could do with this with this kind of coaching with this kind of caliber of coaching with with this setup running set plays did you notice that yeah i watched i I saw it in practice the other day 
the so, most. That was the most. I mean, they had twelve or thirteen plays that were just set plays, and yeah. they they executed. Man, two hundred fifty four passes. Who even freaking counts passes? Two hundred fifty four of them. <laughs> that's impressive. I, that's and, a coach that's in control. My biggest problem the last couple of years under Mike was that it was like whoever just got the ball just takes the shot and. And it'd be the same two guys, game in and game out, not really a whole lot of ball movement. Yeah. Or at least inconsistent as far as ball movement week in and week out. It was just so predictable and, and I don't know, it was just not – it was supposed to be that, you know, a version of Nolan's uh, – uh, of what he liked to do here, the 40 minutes of hell, aggressive uh, basketball, and, and it just – I don't know. The last last year, especially, it just it, it just wasn't yeah. wasn't good. wasn't entertaining, and it wasn't and it didn't win games when it mattered. And um, they just became pretty predictable. And with what they had on 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 that depth chart, they should have been better. They should have been so much better. That should have been a tournament team a year ago. So I think if, had they had Gafford yep. this year, and they don't. I know it is what it is. But if they had someone like that, if they had some six ten, just someone as uh, just someone with some size inside, I would I would be so much more enthusiastic about what what what's going to happen. Now I am excited because Chuck Barrett had mentioned multiple times because I had to listen to it over the radio that uh, Eric Musselman is just a ball of energy. Yeah. in front of his bench, it's a, it's amazing watching him he, coach. Does he coach like every pass? Is it like yeah. every pass he's coaching them what to do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've of, never we've never seen. That in-depth coaching. I've been watching uh, since the very end of the Nolan Richardson era, because that's as far as I can remember going back. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so much coaching going on. A guy that demands perfection, execution, and and I think that if one if the first game is going to show us what's uh, what's to come, I'm looking forward to it. Well, they ended up yeah. with uh, – I'll run over the stats really quick. They shot – this is incredible – 55% from the field mm-hmm. versus Rice at 28. I thought that was pretty damn impressive uh, because they were taking a lot of uh, – they are taking a lot of contested shots from what I understood and what little I've seen. Uh, Three-point range, they were 10 at 25. And, they, and it's not like they weren't getting guys open to make clear shots. They were, but there were also some contested yeah. shots. Uh, but they were 10 and 25 at three point range, which is also good. That's at 40%. Free throw line, they shot 63. I want to see that go up. Yeah. That's got to go up. Like, and yeah. I know they only took 11 shots. Like, it's not like they're up there, you know, with 20 shots, but I, I want to see that. That that few of shots, I'd like to see north of 75% at the least. Um, but that's just me. I'm, I'm a big, like, you've got to win at the free throw line. You've got to get those. Those are free points. You don't mm-hmm. miss those. Um, 45 total rebounds, 10 offensive rebounds to 35 defensive rebounds, a whole bunch of assists, 19 assists, 14 steals, 5 blocks, 21 total turnovers, 16 fouls, and their largest lead of the night was 48. They ended up winning the game 91-43. to 43. Is Razorback basketball back, Jacob? Yes oh, or no? Oh, Lord, let's, let's slow down a little bit. Let, let's, let's beat Georgia Tech first. Let's let's beat Georgia Tech first, and then because we don't want to say we don't want to be like Texas Longhorn football. We're back. We beat Georgia. Uh, we beat the Georgia Bulldogs in the Sugar Bowl. No, yeah. I'm holding off. 
wait until they beat Georgia Tech on the road or even beat Indiana on the road. There you go. There you go. Uh, I've been pretty clear about that too. Uh, I am excited though that 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 I didn't expect them to win that like that. I didn't expect them to to take off and get a forty eight point lead, even against Rice. Again, they were they were bad last year. Rice was, and they're not predicted to do too well this year. But that's still incredible, and and the energy inside Bud Walton uh, sounded and looked. Uh, pretty good. Now, supposedly, there, there's a little bit of on our Facebook page. We have some people that disagree with the amount of people that were there. I don't Who think cares? so. I, I don't care either. But I do want to state on on just my behalf. I don't think there were seventeen thousand people. I don't either. Doesn't even really matter. There were a lot of people there. The the uh, Bud Walton was jumping. It was electric. And, the students uh, were jumping. They were excited. Did Muslim you, Muslim and, Muslim was out there. going up to the students and high fiving and he's doing that pregame too. Did he outside while they were waiting in line to get in? I saw he that. Out yeah. There. yeah, the dude has so much enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I told you he could he could trot a elephant out there and get fans in the seats <laughs> just to see an elephant. The guy, uh, the guy is a salesman. He he has the marketing thing down pat. But can he win the ball games? And he showed us at Nevada he could do that. But we'll see what he can do. I mean, to, uh, next Tuesday against North Texas, the yep. Mean Green at seven o'clock, same channel at uh, SEC Network Plus. Oh, is it in it? Oh, yeah. Lame. They don't they don't get to play on the SEC Network until I think South Dakota State. That's, or, no, South Dakota. Yeah, South that's, Dakota. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. it is. That's November twenty second, so you got a ways to go if you don't have uh, if you don't have that channel. And from what I understand, the only way to get that is through ESPN Plus. Is that right? Yes. Are you sure? No, no, no. You can't. You can get it on. You can get it on the regular channel. ESPN Plus is totally different. I'm sorry, I, I misheard you. So it's so it's available. It'll be available on SEC Network Plus. Yes, and you can get that by going to your Watch ESPN app. Okay. Well, I tried. So, well, I didn't on my phone because I was I was too busy. But I was able to listen to the game on the radio. But okay. Well, there you go. Hopefully that that you can watch it on your phone at the least. I'll do that. Well, I've got an iPad. I'll watch it on the iPad. Um, but it was it was fun listening to Chuck and uh, Coach Zimmerman as always. <laughs> he's a he's a he's freaking good. pistol. He's a hoot. He is. Let's so, go over to, to recruiting really quick. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Let's go. The uh, probably the biggest news really coming out that Chris Moore it's sounding more and more likely that he's going to go play for Memphis. Uh, Memphis, who's just Ooh, been I mean, hate Memphis. They're you know you know who their head coach is. Any and Annie Memphis Hardaway. has always been trouble as far as like Arkansas used to be able to walk in there. No one used to be able to walk in there and just you know recruit really well there. Um, and and with Chris Moore being in West Memphis, that's a t- that's tough. That's just a tough get. He's closer yeah. to them. He's closer to that fan base. That's going to be really hard for him to pull Chris Moore out. But the good news is you still got uh, the rumors uh, circulating that Jalen, KK, and you've already got Devontae. It sounds like those two, I believe, are still going to be hogs. And then the biggest news coming out this week that Moses Moody is going to announce Saturday. Jacob, take the wheel. What do you, what, what do we got with that? Well, you have uh, – our- Moses picking between Arkansas, Virginia, and Michigan. The thing is, you see Moses Moody coming back home to 
to announce his decision. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be at 2400 Cantrell Road, Suite 110 in Little Rock. Doors open at 5:30. The decision starts at six. Kind of like the LeBron James Field. I hope there's going to be hundreds of people there, and uh, they're going to have, uh, they're going to have who was who was the guy with LeBron at the decision. You can be uh, like Stephen, say Stephen Van Pelt over there. And be like, hey Moses, it's time for your decision. Who are you going to pick? Is this going to be announced on ESPN? Are they doing that? Nah, I'm sure it's not going to be like that. I was just saying. I'm sure Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and you can catch it on Facebook Live on the Hog Talk Podcast Facebook page <laughs> and Twitter page. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there live, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hey. Maybe we may be the only place that does it live. I'm, I'm just kidding. I doubt that. But I doubt it. But if you do uh, want to tune in and watch his uh, decision, you can on the Hog Talk Facebook page. So that's, really that's that. in Little Rock. Saturday. Uh, Arkansas Fitness and Athletics, right? Yes. And he's going to commit at 6 p.m. Doors open at 530. Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm picking. I'm going to – well, I'll start and then I'll let you go on. I'm just going to say he's, he's Arkansas bound. I, that's he, just that's where I'm at. That's what I'm, I've heard. That's what I. That's where I'm at with it. So what about you? Where are you at? I'm 99.999 percent sure that he picks the Hogs. Mm. Michigan fans are butt hurt. Yeah. Um. They're after sick. last week, was it last I, week he got crystal balled to Arkansas, and then all the all the Michigan fans just kind of Michigan fans. Off? Michigan fans are worse than Arkansas fans when it comes to uh, getting butt hurt about stuff. <laughs> like, well, they're. Hog fans are pretty touchy, but yeah. I, I, I'm not too familiar with their fan base. I don't. Really they think are bad. They are Tennessee bad. Ooh, that's bad. That's really bad. If you're te- if you're Tennessee bad, that's um, that's saying something. So we both we both feel like Moody becomes a hog. We don't. I don't feel like they get Chris Moore, but they do look good with KK and Jalen, and and obviously if you get KK, you get Moses. <laughs> let's go it's good stuff it's good stuff so i think i i think we got it all are we missing anything did we, no. did we skip over every time we get done with one of these we're like oh man we completely forgot to mention this or that i am so excited about arkansas basketball this is this is my sport this is a sport i grew up playing and excelled in the most i love basketball and i'm just excited about it uh, that it's here i'm, I'm pumped I'm so next level that I made it to the Hog Talk podcast. There you go. You graduated to the Hog Talk. That's Let's what matters, go, baby. baby. Let's go. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for episode 37 of the Hog Talk podcast. Woo pig. And we'll see you guys uh, next week on uh, on Monday. Woo pig. Let's go. Woo pig. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says... The only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. To get started, everybody knows that we're hog wild. Yeah, everybody knows that we're hog wild. Boy, 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 boy. 
The Yellow Jacket Drive-In is the hub of downtown Shittern, Arkansas. They are the home of the Hubcap Cheeseburgers. They will give you crinkle-cut french fries that will tease your palates. The tastiest shakes in the state at 100 North Rock Street in Shittern, Arkansas. They are family-owned, fast service, and the folks of the Yellow Jacket are ready to see you. Call in your order ahead at 870-942-2486. Shelby Taylor Trucking is the leading timber company in the business. If you need your lane cleared today, call them at 870-942-7288. TMK Properties is a premier real estate agency for folks looking to move into Sheridan and the surrounding area of Grant County, Arkansas. Tony and Mary Kay Palmer, with their elite real estate agents, are equipped and ready to make your search for the dream home go smoothly as possible. Schedule an appointment with them today at 870-942-0800. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.